0: The Real IQ Property Management Podcast, brought to you in association with Pallas, great property management software at getpallas.com, and Moving House Property Video, bringing your listing to life at movinghouse.net.nz. Today, David is joined by Heather Phillips of the Social Media Academy. Heather gives us a roundup of the many social media platforms currently popular and what they offer the real estate and property management industries in New Zealand.
1: Hello and welcome to the Property Management Podcast. With me today is special guest Heather Phillips from the Social Media Academy. And what we're going to do today is look at the social media and look at it in terms of the real estate industry and also the property management industry as well. Heather, thanks so much for joining us today. It's great to have you along for our podcast.
2: Thanks for having
1: me. That's not a problem. It's great to have you here. Now, just explain. I mean, because you're a young lady, you've set up this business. What made it? What motivated you to this industry and launch this business?
2: Yeah. So the Social Media Academy was um, set up by me and one other, Charlie Coppinger, um, and we came into it realizing that there was um, a gap in the market and that there was a real need for this, especially in Wellington. Uh, the, my social media management company, Phillips and Phillips, we. Realised that um, we're starting to head into the education space and um, do a lot of one-on-one training. So we thought, why not, you know, why not expand that out into more of a group style approach? And um, we found people like that one-on-one stuff version versus watching webinars and things online to learn how to use social media. So So it's more intimate. It's It's more much more intimate. Yeah, it's one-on-one. It's small groups. It's um, it's you know, it can be on LinkedIn or it can be on. Uh, It's a particular industry for all of the social media platforms, but yes, it's very much learn how to use social media.
1: So what type of of industries are you working with?
2: Um, Well, we're looking at um, professional services, so things like lawyers, accountants, uh, property managers, Mm -hmm. uh, real estate, so in that space. Um, And then for general business, we're looking at uh, how to use social media uh, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, applications with Snapchat, kind of anything that's up and coming and how how businesses can use that. So we have things called. The business bootcamp, which is a four-week course, uh, or small workshops um, like a LinkedIn workshop, which is a three-hour session. Um, So yeah, it's really, and we also do internal workshops as well with businesses that are looking for something just for their team. So it's it's all you know, it's
1: it's a growing space, isn't it? It's a growing
2: space. Um, We find there's a lot of people who um, think it's a wonderful idea, and um, but yes, they should. You know, people should actually be coming to the workshops and realize how much they learn because everyone I speak to they think, you know, we know how to use LinkedIn or we know how to use Facebook, but when mm. they come to a class or I manage to give them a bit of a tidbit that they hadn't heard before, then they realise the value in that.
1: Yeah, I mean I think I'm pretty good on social media, but yeah. when I talk to you I realize that I'm kind of just a novice. Now you've you've identified that there's a lot of people out there who probably think that they know a lot. I'd imagine there's also an equal amount of people out there who just bury their head in the sand mm. and um, pretend that it, it's just its too difficult or just imagine that it's too difficult. Yeah,
2: yeah absolutely. Um, there's, yeah, you've, that's right. There's the generation that... Recognize its importance, but perhaps don't want to even go there. Yeah. So the next generation coming through are making their purchasing decisions, their brand loyalty decisions, their service provider decisions based on the people that they interact with online. We, so we use media completely yeah. differently. Yeah. So we've got a we, so
1: we've got like millennials coming through who this is all they know really yeah. now, isn't it? And we're, that's we're how they're for, going to
2: be buying houses, yeah. and that's how they're going to be deciding what property manager they want to manage where they are tenants, Mm. uh, all of that stuff. So, um, and and if they have houses, who's going to be managing them as property managers? So that that stuff actually matters now, and it never used to, but it does. So even if you are one of these people who think, I I do have my head in the sand, and social media is not a space I need to be in or care about, you you need to change your mindset because you will become irrelevant very quickly. Right,
1: right. So if you're working in the real estate industry, I mean, you obviously identifying that it's really important to, to be involved. Do you need to have a strategy around social media, or is it just something that you've just got to start posting things left, right, and centred on all types of different uh, social media sites?
2: You absolutely need a strategy. Um, I'm a massive advocate for that, so you need to know who's in charge of social media, um, when will you post, where will you post, what will you post, uh, where will you be sourcing content from, uh, what diversity of content will you be creating, uh, what will you create in-house versus what will you share from external sources, all of that. And if you don't have any of that, you'll find it, it's pretty messy uh, and it's also pretty ad hoc. You'll be posting stuff that perhaps someone above you doesn't agree with or oh. um, yeah, any of that. So a strategy, hands down, you can, even if it's just a one-pager, get your thoughts down onto paper um, and create a bit of a timeline. Uh, you also need some really strategic goals around your social media. So uh and those don't mean vanity goals, like we want to get 100 likes. Yeah. They're more like goals around what you post. So we want people to click on this and download something from our website. Or we want people to um, comment on this, give us our feedback, give us a thoughts. So have some, some real goals around those things. And also al- how they align with your business goals. So you want to, as a property management business, get another hundred doors within the next 12 months mm-hmm. how will social media really tie into that and what part of that strategy will it play
1: yeah because yeah. you'll have a lot of business owners who i mean you're touching on some good points there they may think oh we've got to be on social media mm. but they won't know why
2: yes they don't, have to be on social don't media just be because there, there are so many out there that say we're on social media because we have to be because everybody else is or because the guy down the road is that's Fine, but you actually need to go way beyond that. So what you're
1: saying is is that you've got to have a reason to be... You have to have a
2: reason, that's right. Are you on there to build your business, to build your profile, to uh, get more tenants into the houses that you have to let, or to get more clients to let houses that you let on their behalf? So. And then that, this is similar with real estate industry. Are you trying to sell more houses? Are you trying to get more houses to sell? All of that. So you actually have to have some real goals around why you're using social media, and not just because ultimately just be, yeah. it's got to
1: make your money, hasn't it? it there's, ha- there's no point in doing it otherwise. There
2: has to be some type of return on investment. Yeah, that's right. Um, I use it um, in the capacity of a bit of a notice board. So um, mm-hmm. there's no hard sell. You, you know, you can be a bit promotion through there, but really I use my platforms to establish myself as a thought leader in my space, to um, build my profile and my reputation. I'm in my so, 20s, so, so I can to I just, do that now.
1: So can I just go back there a Absolutely. wee bit? So a thought leader in your space. Yes. So I like that, because yeah. what, some like a real estate company or a real estate agent or a property manager, they can be what you're saying is they can be a leader in their space?
2: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. What you have now is industries, and I don't know what it's like in property management real estate, but there is a lot of competition out there, right? There is a there's a lot, lot of competition. There's the special factors that you would consider when it comes to choosing your real estate agent or your property managers. How successful are they and what kind of manager are they? What's the, um, you know, How much above the market rate can they sell your house for? And yeah. so on and so on. But beyond that... Do they know what the latest health and safety regulations are? Do they understand the new legislative changes? Do they Are they on top of the industry? Do they really know what they're talking about? Or do they just go about their business on a day-to-day basis and, and carry on as usual? It, I can guarantee people want to be working with and doing business with people who are at the top of their game and understand the industry like nothing else. And how do you figure that out? It's because they're sharing that content on those social media profiles. They're sharing, yeah. sharing it on Facebook. They're sharing it on LinkedIn. They're having an opinion on, on these subjects. They're part of movement into um, how to make the industry better and all of those things. So it's really about not just saying, here's a house we have to sell. Yeah. It's it's talking about what the market's doing at the moment, how it impacts you as a consumer. Have an opinion. Just go beyond.
1: Right. So there's a bit of an education.
2: Yes. Yeah. All right. And everyone in every industry has the opportunity to do yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Is it, I mean, you, you may have to be careful, I suppose, if, if I'm an agent and I'm working for a particular company, that company may want to control certain some of my opinions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My view is, is, and I've not been afraid to be a little bit controversial when I've given an opinion. I've been genuine about it, yeah. but I want to stir up a bit of debate. Mm-hmm. Is that a good strategy or is there, do you think there's too much risk involved in being controversial?
2: There's certainly risk, but if you're not controversial, no one will listen to you or even pay attention to what you're saying. You're just saying... It's you know, the same thing that the guy down the road is is saying and talking about. Uh, I think media headlines they're always controversial because yep. they want you to click and read it. they um, often only get one side of the story and not the other, so that some you know people will invoke emotion. Yeah. Uh, and and that's the same for when you have thought pieces or um, opinion pieces. That yeah, be a little controversial, okay. but don't go out to the point where you're actually going to make enemies from it. I think. What you're doing is you're opening the discussion, putting some concepts out there for people to respond to, but not to a point where you're getting people angry. I now, think yeah. yeah now, a line.
1: <laughs> you've had some success recently. Yes. Can you tell us about the uh, the impact on some of the work that you've done with a particular client in Wellington?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so this was for my other company, the Phillips and Phillips. So that's social media management, yeah. and digital media management. He had a fantastic story come out of the Tennessee Tribunal. It was great, and so we discussed around how we could get that into you know, media attention. We put together a press release as opposed to. Um, doing an article and so posting a press on, release. Yes, so instead of doing um, a blog or an article like we usually would, we um, we did a press release and we sent it out to some key uh, people in the media that were talking about the subject at the time, and um, it, it got some great traction. So then we edited the release and we also posted it on uh, the link on his LinkedIn page yep. and uh, linked it through the Facebook and uh, um, LinkedIn itself. And then the press release, of course, was um, it turned into interviews with the Herald stuff, um, Radio Live, um, got onto Drive Time t- uh, Drive Time Radio, so that was really good um, interviews with all of those channels. And then so that then turns into a series of media so, stories that we can share across all of the social media yeah. platforms again.
1: So here's yeah. a man who's got his own company, yep. which all of a sudden is getting national press. Yep. I mean, and. and I know the story because as soon as I turned up in an office last week where I was consulting in another part of New Zealand, one of the first things the property managers there were saying to me is, David, did you read the story mm. about... I thought, well, yes, I did yes. read the story. Yep. I know all about it. Yep. So so that's a real good, cost-effective yeah. way.
2: Yeah. And bringing that into, back into social media, for me, it's if anyone's heard that article and heard that um, radio interview and they want to know, learn a little bit more about this, this person, this company, they go to Google and they type in the X name of the company. They might get the website, but if you're doing it properly, they're going to get the personal LinkedIn profile. You're going to get the Facebook page, their website, and some pages within their LinkedIn profile. You're going to get the company LinkedIn profile. All of these things, when you're using the social media profiles properly, and then you end up on them, and you can see that their articles are on those profiles too, you are great. You can validate the the company, and the person, and the name, and you just get this this whole profile about this company, the latest things they've been talking about, the things that um, that are relevant to them and their Mm -hmm. industry, and without all of that, you just get a website, and you get the thing that they've left up on their homepage for the last 12 weeks, or For most, actually, it's far more than that. It it doesn't get updated very often. And then it becomes
1: irrelevant. Then, how does this impact? Because everyone wants to be at the top of the rankings on Google. Mm.
2: Yeah. How does this How it, does this
1: um, impact that, or is it, yeah. it completely different? Topic? No, it
2: totally has an impact on your Google search rankings because um, the backlinks. so you always add in your web address into your social media profiles. They create backlinks. You post blogs and articles on your website. You post them on your social media profiles. That becomes a backlink, and so it's all just contributing to Google's algorithm for search engine rankings.
1: So the purpose of this is, in essence. From what I'm understanding, is almost to try and drive as much traffic back to your yep. website, yep. Drive which which yep. makes you look relevant to Google.
2: That's right. Yes, I mean that that's a that's an outcome. It's a really good positive outcome. Um, but for the generation, and again, the millennials, Gen Y, that don't use websites as much as. We used to as much as the generation before us. And so we are actually discovering businesses, interacting with businesses on social media. Right. And so so websites Okay. Yeah. So
1: I'm gonna stop you here because you've just you know, you're now saying that websites, yes, they're still relevant, but there's a whole generation which ain't gonna go looking for a particular company. They're gonna look on a Facebook platform. That's right.
2: So if you if I Google a company these days and I see that they have a Facebook page I will ninety percent of the time click on the Facebook page, not the website, Really? because on the Facebook page I am guaranteed to see the most recent thing they talked about and shared. That I want up to date information. And I want it straight away.
1: So all, all these people, I, mean, I hear a lot of people saying, "We've got to get Google rankings. We've got to people's reviews." Yeah,
2: it's still very relevant because it depends where your content is. Um, if you're trying to, you know if you're an e-commerce store, definitely mm-hmm. your, your website is a really key aspect of your business. But for a brochure-style website like a property manager, quite different. Um, you use you, you use websites in a different way, and they serve a different purpose. So yes, if you're starting to think about the people that are coming up and the, your target audience, if your target audience is 45 to 60, then ignore everything I'm saying right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but if they're the next generation, the investors... That are going to be coming. So tenants
1: up. Are, a, are a prime example. Yep, they're going to be of a younger generation right. predominantly.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, but being being aware that with tenants, they're not the ones that are making you. you know, they're not the ones paying your bills at the end of the day. Got to be careful with who your target market is. Yeah. And um, and of course with the, well, the tenant ten- well, ten- ten- versus landlord, yep. you know, situation that you um, you know you cater to the market that you're actually trying to engage so,
1: with and so, target. So now you're leading on to another aspect, yeah, which probably <laughs> <discuss 'cause, laughs> we probably want to discuss. because We can talk about this for hours. Uh, yeah, know, <laughs> particularly in property management. Mm. Um, you've got tenants which want one thing, you've got landlords who want another. Yeah. And the property manager can sometimes be caught in the middle yes. uh, yeah. of a dispute. Now, someone's not going to be happy. Mm. Now, that could lead to some negative comments being posted on, a mm. say, a Facebook page yeah. or what what would you suggest to to business owners, prop, property managers? Yep. What should be your strategy for dealing with negative publicity yeah. on sites such as Facebook, on Google reviews, on on things like so this? So
2: the initial reaction from most is to get rid of it and delete it. Um, now, with Facebook and Google+, Plus, you can't just delete a review. It's up there. Um, but when it comes to comments, you can. You can delete and hide them, and that's the initial reaction from people. Um, but I, I strongly urge people to not do that and to instead take it as an opportunity to really show themselves off in front of the public about what kind of company they are. If someone has made a complaint, whether that be um, an ex-landlord, um, an ex-client, or um, a current tenant, or soon-to-be former tenant... Yeah. <laughs> um, that's an opportunity for them to respond in a really professional and creative way and to be very open and transparent and to encourage them to take that conversation okay. offline.
1: So say that you've got a tenant who's getting evicted because they haven't paid rent arrears mm-hmm. and they decide that they want to vent on social media. Yep. I mean, how far does a company go? Does it actually say that, you know, well, you didn't pay your rent and that's why you're leaving? Mm-hmm. Or do you be a little bit more, without breaching privacy, yep. how would you handle something as as sensitive as that when when you've done your job and then they vent and can give you some bad bad publicity yeah
2: if it's um a case where maybe it's with the tenancy tribunal and it's not to be discussed publicly then um you should take it down and then it's worth just putting a comment in the post saying um we can't discuss this publicly because of xyz it's tenancy tribunal however if it's not as bad as that. Um, yeah, take the opportunity to say hi, John. Um, really thanks. Uh, really appreciate the time you've taken to let yes. us know what you think. Without being patronizing, we're all adults, we know how to do this properly. Um, but yeah, we would prefer to have this conversation offline. Please, um, we will contact you or please email us. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, we're happy to discuss uh, further if you're disgruntled, any of that. So just yeah, they're human they mm-hmm. you know they're not robots you need to treat them like people um, and deleting it is completely going against the concept of what social media is it's two-way communication if you didn't want them to say anything we didn't want anyone to have an opinion or a comment just send them and send everyone email and get rid of social media completely if you're not willing to be open, have yeah. that two-way conversation. So you've got to be Should transparent. Be, yeah. You have to be. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. How do you keep up to date with all these? I mean, you, you mentioned in the introduction about things like Snapchat, and, and yeah. I go, "What the hell's that?" Yeah. So well, it's
2: it's my world. It's I, I spend a lot of time. I spend, in fact, every waking minute on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, everything. It's unbelievable. Uh, but I I spend. Every, every device I have notifies me of everything. Um, so I manage to keep up to date with all of my content that way. But I subscribe to all of the relevant social media industry news from around the world when I'm just scrolling through my feeds. All of that stuff comes up. So that's how yeah. I keep on top of it all. So if you're a real
1: estate company or a property management company, what are the sites that you need to be on or yeah. you recommend that people be on?
2: Yeah, so there's, um, there's Josh Cobb. Um, Yep, so it's subscribing to and following... Um, thought leaders you know people that you aspire to potentially be um, following them on all of those pages Um, even if you don't say on LinkedIn connect with them at least follow that's an option so that their content is appearing in your newsfeed all of the time Um, uh, Facebook like their pages um, even go as far as to request to connect with them personally on LinkedIn Um, but that's really how you keep up with what's happening in your industry because you're following the people that are taking that on board themselves themselves
1: yeah so yeah. certain sites like i mean pinterest and, and instagram yeah. i mean you know my daughter's got instagram and i'm looking at I'm thinking how could i utilize yeah. that yeah. As, a, as a as a real estate agent or a property manager those yeah. type of uh visual sites yeah. with photographs
2: absolutely um you want to be careful that you don't go into everything when um, there's just no way you can upkeep that unless there's somebody in that role Um, full-time and it's their job and they're creative and they've got full reign to do whatever they like. Um, The problem comes is when you want to be on all of those platforms and you don't have the time or capacity to, or the skill set to actually do that properly. Um, but you can pick two, uh, two or three, an absolute push. Yeah. Um, so my my recommended ones for property management and real estate would be LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, so Facebook would be for business, and um, uh, for your property management or real estate company. And don't be afraid to showcase the people that work in your company on those pages and give a bit of a personal brand right. to the company. And LinkedIn as a personal um, LinkedIn page for your professional development and um, to establish yourself in your field, connect with other property managers, connect with other real estate agents. Um, for those in referral networks like BNI and the Venus Network, think of LinkedIn like that, but on crack. It's just, yeah. it's if you use it properly, it is such a good tool. And it's a, it's a very, very good tool and um, it's especially with business to business, you're talking professional to professional, but you but link through on that as a person or as a company page. You can set up your company page, but link through and connect with people as a person. Yep. Be, be genuine across everything, just be yourself. Um, but those would be my top two. Yep. Um, unless you work in kind of two plus million dollar houses and everything just looks immaculate and amazing and the interiors are spectacular then instagram is probably a really cool place for you to be as well yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah um in terms of say you want to post on all these sites because mm. i mean what do you do? just post on one after each other or are there any tools that you can use that can yeah. do multiple postings yeah. to multiple sites at any one particular time yes
2: yeah, so you can certainly reduce the amount of time you spend on social media by using things um they call social media management software. Uh, one's called Hootsuite. Yes. Uh, and a Buffer is the other one. A so, buffer. Um, buffer, so Buffer. Buffer. So yeah. B-U-F-F-E-R. Yeah. So check those out. Um, but they, what they do is they recommend for you uh, optimal post timing, um, so that you can take all the guesswork away. Um, you can. So say, you can
1: schedule the post. It'll yeah, tell you the best time to make yeah. those postings.
2: So so for Buffer, for example, you can say. Um, here's five things I want to post over the next five days, um, and I'm going to post over Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And Buffer will say, based on your average um, optimal engagement time, here are the times you want to post. Do you want to schedule? And go, yep. And it throws it out in there, puts it into a queue, and then your, your posts so you, start going. So out. you
1: could spend an hour.
2: Yeah, you can really start week, to automate it.
1: But- You've got postings going out every that's day, so right, that's a real yeah. beneficial tool. Yes,
2: yeah.
1: I mean, are these tools expensive?
2: Probably more looking around the 25 to $30 a right. month to use a platform like that Was just internally with your team. But if you can
1: like do what you did with your press release and you can link it onto it's a worthwhile investment.
2: Yeah, yeah so what you can do with something like that is create five different headlines from one piece of content and share it out over the next five months so that it's not all squished together at the same time. And you've just gone you know, five months ahead of time. You've got a day within each of those months with a piece of content yep. from spending probably 15 minutes coming up with all of that content and sharing it and from one piece of material. So if you treat everything like that, that you create internally, if you write a blog or a recommendation, or you write about the new meth testing regime, or you write about um, the new health and safety regulations as a property manager or a real estate agent, post that onto your website, push that out onto social media, create a new headline and then schedule it for in the future, bam, 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 you've just... It yeah. so, saved so much time from doing that.
1: And all this will link back.
2: And all of it link back to, to you, yeah. to your website, to your brand, start building you as a person, um, as a company. Um, why wouldn't they want to come yeah. to you to, for work?
1: I mean, you're, you're listening with uh, Hella Phillips from the Social Media Academy, and we're getting some great advice in and some great insight into how to use social media. Can I just turn onto Facebook a wee bit now? Oh. We're starting to see um, a lot of sponsored links appearing on Facebook. Can you explain to our listeners what they actually are?
2: Yeah, so when you see sponsored appearing at the top underneath uh, someone's name in, or someone's company page on Facebook, that's because they've um, spent money on it. So they've boosted a post or they've created an ad. You'll see everyone sees the boost post when they're creating a a post on their company page. You Mm -hmm. won't see that as a person, but you will as a company page. I strongly urge people to explore boost posting. The reason behind that is that there's so much content on Facebook now that we see so little of it, um, of the things that we actually follow. You push out your content, you send it out and you go, cool, I've got 350 people on my page. It's 350 people that will see it. Wrong. You might get 20% of those people if you're lucky. What you need to do is hit that boost post button. And this is not Facebook saying this is how we make money. This is Facebook saying this is how we deal with the amount of volume and the amount of content that is on our platform. By boosting, and you might do something. Little as 3 to $5 for one boost. And you can pick your audience. You can say, I want it to just go to people who like my page or people who like my page and their friends. Or you can create a custom audience.
1: So you can basically pre-select... A demographics, yes, yep. Ge- Geographically as well, you can absolutely,
2: yeah, and particular yep.
1: interests, yeah, which
2: is really important for um local and geographical specific businesses so, like the property yeah. management industry and real estate. You only want to get your content out to people who are in your area.
1: So say I'm a, a real estate company or a property management company in Invercargill,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we want to attract people in Auckland to potentially purchase.
2: In Invercargill, yeah.
1: Investment properties in Invercargill. Mm-hmm. You could then do a sponsored link on Facebook targeting a particular demographics in Auckland. That's right, yeah. Highlighting the benefits of investing in Southland real estate. That's or... right,
2: yeah. Yeah. So you can select things um, like interest. This is a really cool part of Facebook is you can say interest. So they really like um, indoor cycling. They like the velodrome. They um, they like cycling in general. They like running. They like skiing, People in Auckland who like those things, if they hit any one of those interests, and they live in Auckland, and they're between the ages of 35 to 70, because you said so, and they're men, then they will be showing your ad.
1: So, so, people, so men at the age of 60, this is why they get Viagra popping up on That's their true, Facebook exactly. page all the time. Yeah. Because yep. it's basically targeting that demographics. Table.
2: I never get whatever coming up on my Facebook page, mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> good to know.
1: That's good to know. So because
2: I'm not, exactly. Yeah, it's fantastic targeting tools. And what it's what it's done for business is that it's taken what sometimes hundreds of thousand dollars of marketing budget could get you, and being able to target specifically, and given it to the little guy. And said, here, you can do whatever you need and target whoever you need for $5. It's
1: print. Dying in terms of an advertising platform, um,
2: I don't think so. I mean, it all well, it is, but it's um, the novelty of it is still there, uh, and things look nice in print. People still like to hold it in their hand. The biggest issue with print is you cannot measure your return on investment. You cannot get any metrics from that. You cannot figure out how many people opened it, clicked it, used it, looked at it. You can't. You can't measure any of that. You get all of that through social media advertising and just social media in general.
1: So if you're a real estate company, property management company, and you've got a marketing budget, um, You know, how much of that marketing budget would you be investing into online marketing, say as a percentage, compared to print? Yeah.
2: So some interesting stats are coming out showing that uh, the... the, the, the The volume of, or sorry, the proportion of a marketing budget is about twenty percent at the moment. But every single study shows a trend of marketers using more and more of that budget to on social media and online marketing in general. Um, But my question to to those companies with those you know marketing budgets is to say, well, how many people responded to? That ad you put in the property press, or how many responded people responded to the ad you placed on the radio, and do you know? Did you get metrics from that? And then say, okay, cut that budget in half, and now spend that on social media, and tell me, and, and let me ask you that question again. Yeah. And what you can get from that just is astounding. Just yeah. the, the results from that. And um, I had a person who uh, ran a cafe, and she spent one hundred and seventy-five dollars in the newspaper. Three people came in to use the voucher. She spent seven dollars on a social media sponsor post, and um, just and she went from kind of seven hundred people reached on average to two and a half thousand people. Because
1: people will share that link.
2: Yeah, and so it was seven dollars over seven days, which meant she only spent a dollar a day. And she got she could figure out how many people clicked on it, how many people shared it, liked it, reacted to it, um, and then claimed the offer. Versus $175 she put into a print ad into the newspaper, which lasted a single day. Yeah. And the only way she could tell was because people cut the voucher out and brought it in.
1: So, so in terms of like you advertise on Facebook, and I do a bit on Facebook yep. advertising, and I'll see these things called the, the CPC or the CP.
2: Yep.
1: Click per cost yep. per click.
2: Yep. So, um, what's a
1: good cost, cost per click rate?
2: Uh, so, a really good one um, is when you had about 30 cents per click. Right. Um, but you're doing really well as long as you're under a dollar. So, um, the yeah, you're you're looking anywhere between kind of 30 to 80 cents for a click um, when you're doing yeah. a good campaign. And an
1: impression? What's an impression? An
2: impression is, so that's um, that will show up as CPM. So that means cost per mille, which means cost per 1,000 people who have seen your ad. So that is... How much it costs you to put your ad in front of 1,000 people. Um, and so that is simply the opportunity to, t- yeah. to show your ad to those people. They don't have to do anything with it, but that's how much it costs you.
1: What do's and don'ts? So, what, What I mean, have you seen some bad examples of social media? Horrible, oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> some just some horrible examples. I mean, um, I've seen a lot of poor examples of Facebook advertising and just not using. There are so many features on Facebook that you can use. You can, as soon as you hit that boost button, you then have an option to add a call call to action button. Learn more, call now, book now, those types of things. People are sponsoring posts, but they're not utilising all of those, use, using all those so there's features. not they're not putting
1: like a call for action on they're the They're not wall. putting a
2: call for action. They're not putting a profound statement. They're not um, using the space in the picture to really captivate people's attention. They're not... T- Geo targeting. Um, yeah, they're not. They're just going sponsor boost done. Mm. They're not looking through it. Just take some time. It's so easy when you really you know look at all of the options that are presented to you. Yeah. Um, so one is just not using social media properly. Um, two is. In terms of things that are just being done really badly, um, is not being social on social media. So you're broadcasting, you're saying me, 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 me. Um, This is what we're up to. This is what we're doing. Um, This is our promotion. Uh, but you're never providing an opportunity for people to communicate back with you, um, and and so I, I'd really like to see some property and real estate agents utilise the new Facebook Live feature. Uh, that's very really, yes. very cool. So Facebook Live is Facebook that the live, video? That's the video. So as soon as you start, if you as soon as you hit record, you're going live. You can't stop it and start so again. So an
1: example could be a real estate agent, and again, this one's going to be a bit careful with privacy, maybe, but you could be at an open home. And you could be saying, right, here I am live at uh, this great property in Karori, and yeah. look how many people we've got coming yeah. through the open home.
2: Yeah. Or uh, if you think of how animated some of the auctioneer guys are, they're just fantastic, oh, there's right? there's some
1: big egos in real estate. Yeah,
2: but, I mean, just put, put it out live. I mean, what have you got to lose?
1: So people could actually potentially bid
2: yeah,
1: live. You. Via oh, cool. via Facebook. Yeah, they could. So you could have your I'm Facebook. Sure auction has live. Something
2: around that. Well,
1: yeah, I'm actually, sure.
2: Actually, you know, I mean, yeah, when you it, it could end up in that space for sure, but what it what it means is people can be watching the auction live, um, be posting comments in there and then somebody, you know, doing it properly is responding to those comments. Or um, I mean, how it's done really well is that the person in the open home is showing them around. It's somebody on the comments goes, "Show me the bathroom." Yep. and you go, "Here's the bathroom." This is this yep.
1: is it. Yeah, you've got me thinking all oh, these ideas yep. now as yep. uh, how it could be utilised. right.
2: So it's really just exploring the features that are provided to you yep. on these platforms. And Facebook is certainly the most progressive. They're the fastest. Um, uh, Instagram has just introduced stories which is just like Snapchat stories so there's a whole other world
1: I mean you're obviously the expert you know what you're doing yes how can people get hold of you and do you have any events that are coming up?
2: yeah so we are running the property management and real estate training workshop for social media and uh, that is being held on November the 18th from 9 till 3 in Wellington in Wellington you can find tickets at socialmediaacademy.co.nz, and more information. Uh, you'll also find more information about me as presenter.
1: So that's what's that website again, please, Heather?
2: That's socialmediaacademy.co.nz. Great. Yep. Or you'll be able to find us on Facebook, guarantee it. Or you can just look me up on LinkedIn, and Heather Phillips.
1: And tickets are limited for for that yes, event. They are, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and do you also do social media management for rel- for particular companies? Yeah,
2: absolutely. So we uh, provide social media management for companies who either don't have the skills in house or the capacity to do that them themselves.
1: So even if they've got a dinosaur running them, and they yes. and they just don't get it, yeah. they don't need to get it. They yeah. can just come and talk to you. And that's
2: right. Yeah. So they can say, we need social media because Joe Blogs down the road has it, and then we'll say that's not right. But we'll also just manage it for them. Be able yeah. to, um, we can optimise people's, you know, all of their content pages. We can uh, give them feedback and advice. Um, people can just check in with us to see if they are doing things properly and get a bit of feedback. And we're more than happy to help.
1: That's brilliant, yeah. Heather Phillips from the Social Media Academy. Thank you so much. Thanks it's for been absolutely me. fascinating. Cool. Thanks a lot, everybody, and uh, that's David Faulkner from the Real IQ, from the Property Management Podcast. Enjoy, great having you, and we'll uh, speak again soon.
0: The Real IQ Property Management Podcast, brought to you in association with Pallas, great property management software at getpallas.com, and Moving House Property Video, bringing your listing to life at movinghouse.net.nz phone us today on 0800 RealIQ or visit realiq.nz. RealIQ, striving for a better industry.